Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Thank you for joining us this morning from quarantine in your house. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you got lots of toilet paper and uh, are stocked up on hopefully healthier options. I find it funny that, um, you know, all the stuff gone, like like all the all the healthy stuff, like you go through the organic food section of the aisle. Still, still there. Still lots of it. Still lots of it, uh, yeah. We went to Whole Foods, and while every other store shelves were empty and things were depleted, we went to Whole Foods, and we actually had uh, pretty much run of the mill on anything we wanted. But we're not here to... to um... And kudos to those grocery store yeah. employees. My gosh, yeah. working I, their tails off. I want to take a second just to appreciate the, the people who <clears throat> have been handling this really well. I mean, obviously, being being in a grocery store right now and working in a grocery store, it's got to be crazy. Um I went to Cabela's the other day. I was actually looking for a gas can um, for a generator, and like they said, they had sold out of ammunition three times, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I think people just buy stuff like that when it's any type of a scare. But our job today is to help calm you guys down a little bit. Absolutely. And even though we want to acknowledge that, you know, there is a serious thing going on right now. In the last last number I checked, I haven't checked today, but it was five thousand people worldwide. Um, you know, that's that's not sad. Those are people. Those are lives. Those are, um, you know, those are somebody's family members. But absolutely. Um, we also want to put this in perspective and, and want you guys to really um, feel confident in your body's ability to withstand a virus. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this a lot that 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 um, we talked about this on so many shows that vitalism one of the beautiful things it does for you is that it releases you from fear of your health. And that's literally every bit as true today as it has been over the past two years that we've been saying that on this show. And as it has been over the you know course of the history of mankind, you know, the people who have believed in vitalism, the people who have, who have taught it, um, it releases you from fear. And that's one of the beautiful things about it is that we know and we talk about it every week that your body was designed to heal. Yeah. You know, I, I, I borrow from BJ Palmer. One of my, one of my favorite quotes, going back to who BJ Palmer was the developer of chiropractic. So his dad actually was the founder of chiropractic, but BJ was the one who spent, you know, the next 30 years just writing volumes of books and researching and BJ had a quote and he said, if the germ theory of disease were true, there would be no one alive to believe it. Amen. And and what he's saying is that that the germ, the strength of the germ is less important than the strength of the host. That our body's ability to adapt to these things and, and our immune response and how healthy we are actually is more important than how strong the microorganism or the pathogen is. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to talk about today is that that uh, the coronavirus has been around. We've known about it and have had experience with it since the 1960s. 
that if you do any research that the coronavirus, any time that somebody goes into the hospital that's suffering a upper respiratory infection, if you talk to a nurse, the, the most common thing that they diagnose is that this person had some form of a coronavirus. You guys, we may call it the flu, we may call it like a rhinovirus, but the reality is um, that we've been dealing with coronaviruses for decades. And I know some people are like, oh, but this is COVID-19. This is a new, this is a new strain. This is not a, a adaptative strain. This was man-made. Well, yeah, that's true. But so were some of the other things we dealt with. Look at the swine flu. Look at um, the avian flu. Look at H1N1. Um, these were all versions of a flu. And even though that they were a particular strain that was nastier than the other, they were influenza. And the coronavirus, COVID-19, is just a different strain of the coronaviruses that we've dealt with for a long time. So your body may have a little harder time recognizing it, and it may not acknowledge that it's exactly the same thing, but it knows how to fight off a coronavirus. Um, I got news for you. You're not the same as you were a year ago. You've also adapted. You're a different version. If you were um, a virus, which you're not, you're you know, trillions of cells working together in a coordinated fashion, but you're not the same. You've adapted. You have, um, let's call it, I don't, it's not truly mutated, but a virus mutates when it adapts, and that's the word we use for it, but you've adapted over the last year. So you're more capable of fighting things off, hopefully, than you were a year ago. Now, this is where it becomes important. Have, have you adapted for the better or for the worse? Are you more capable or less capable? Are you more functional in fighting these things off or less functional? I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story, and just as in review, because we went over this a few weeks ago, but I think it's just this important. In 1918, the influenza epidemic known as the, um, as the Spanish flu swept all over the United States. It also hit the world even harder than it did the States. There were over 50 million people that died of the Spanish flu. In the United States, we had roughly... A million people died, just under a million. And so that's a huge number. If you I mean, imagine if we had social media back in those days, you know, what would have happened in the frenzy? Because this was, you know, the same thing. People were cleaning out stores. They were standing in line for medical care. Um, that it was it was an epidemic. In Davenport, Iowa, so this is the birthplace of chiropractic. In Davenport, Iowa, there were 50 medical doctors that treated just under 5,000 cases of Spanish flu, and there was 274 deaths. In that same city, there were 150 chiropractors, three times as many as medical doctors. And the chiropractors treated 1,600 cases. So they treated you know, slightly less than what the medical doctors did, but they only had one death versus 274. Um, you had a 60 times higher likelihood of survival under chiropractic care than you did under medical care. And the reason for that is because medical care is always about treating the symptoms of disease, the symptoms that are manifesting from the disease, controlling the fever, controlling the cough, controlling the, you know, treating the lungs. Um, it's all about symptom relief, and it does nothing to increase the health of the, the host, the health of the body. And the only way that you're going to fight off a viral infection better, like if you get a virus right now, all we can do is treat the symptoms or through vitalistic care, we can work at making our bodies stronger.
So what do you do to make your body stronger? Make sure you get rest. Make sure you're staying well hydrated. Healthy cells are hydrated cells. So drinking lots of water, laying off sugary drinks, laying off alcohol and drinking lots of water, getting lots of rest, like I said, eating real food. So eating vegetables and fruits mainly, eating some meat maybe, but sticking to a lot of plant-based stuff. Lay off of anything that comes from a box bag or can. In a time like this, we know there's certain critical vitamins. Two of them are vitamin D and vitamin C. That vitamin D is literally your body's immune hormone. One of the reasons why flus, coronavirus, those things go more rampant in the fall and winter months is because we're getting less sun exposure. And so we're not having the vitamin D production. So it's not that the virus is more rampant in the fall and winter. It's that our bodies are more susceptible because we're not getting the sunlight we need to actually produce vitamin D and stimulate our immune system. Vitamin C also. Vitamin C is largely available naturally in the spring and summer. That's when citrus is at its best. And even the citrus we're eating in the winter, it's it's shipped halfway across the world. It's not fresh. And so in the summer, you're getting fresher citrus. You're getting more vitamin C. So increasing supplementation of vitamin C. And here's the thing. If you take any vitamin, particularly like vitamin C is a great example. Everyone knows the name of vitamin C as ascorbic acid. But that's only one part of the component of vitamin C. That's about 25% of an entire whole vitamin C complex. Vitamin C should also be bioflavonoids, and there's multiple components. So if you're taking vitamin C and you flip the bottle over and it says ascorbic acid, um, not only is it largely ineffective, but number two, there's been studies that show taking exclusively ascorbic acid, you have an increased risk of heart issues. So when you're taking a vitamin C, and you're taking really any vitamin, you want to take something that's from whole food source. So the ingredients on vitamin C should say from acerola, cherry, from um, you know any, any form of citrus. <clears throat> you want to make sure that it's a whole food source. Um, liposomal vitamin C um, it stays in your body and active longer, so you pee less of it out. Liposomal vitamin C is really great for you. Um, another supplement, they're saying that with the coronavirus that the uh, the actual effects that people are having problems with the lung and the heart condition. So if you're, if you have a lung or heart condition, you're more susceptible. In fact, if you're a healthy individual without a lung or heart condition, you're under the age of 50, you're not at risk really of this being a problem at all. You know, there are people diagnosed on the East coast that were diagnosed with the coronavirus. They've already fought it off within the last week and they're already home that, um, that our bodies are very able to defeat this. But if you're older, and you have a lung or heart condition, then you're, you're more susceptible. And the reason you're more susceptible is because the coronavirus starts creating some systemic inflammation, and the inflammation is actually what starts damaging the lungs and the heart. So one of, some of the experts out there are saying one of the supplements that you could be using to decrease the likelihood of inflammation causing damage to the heart and lungs would be curcumin. Curcumin is derived from turmeric, and it's a systemic anti-inflammatory. So taking curcumin... So now we have vitamin C, vitamin D, curcumin, and there's one last one, which is glutathione. Glutathione is a natural antioxidant, and uh, glutathione is very powerful in supporting the immune system. 
And so the experts in the health and wellness space, the functional medicine doctors, even the doctors who are medical doctors but tend to do more research on natural things, they're all recommending that those four. So increasing your vitamin C, taking several thousand milligrams a day, increasing your vitamin D. Personally, I'm taking 10,000 IUs a day. That's just what I'm taking to support my body. I take 5,000 a day all year long. And in times where um, either the, the weather's more inclement or there's um, you know something going around that you know there's more susceptibility, I'll increase my vitamin D to 10,000 IUs a day. And then I'm also taking some curcumin and some glutathione. So those are the four supplements. But actually, if you were to ask me what the number one thing I am doing to increase my, um, my likelihood of not getting the coronavirus, or worst case scenario, if, if I was exposed to it, to make sure that I didn't come down with all the symptoms and, and have a rough go of it, the number one thing I would be doing is chiropractic care. Why? Going back to what I just shared with you, in Davenport, Iowa, 50 medical doctors treated almost 5,000 cases, 274 deaths. 150 chiropractors treated 1,600 cases, only one death. That was in one city. In the state of Iowa, during that same time, medical doctors treated just under 100,000 cases and 6,000 people died. At the same time, in the same state, 4,700 people were treated by chiropractors with a loss of only six cases. So that's one in every 789 under chiropractic care lost their life. Under medical care, one in every 15 who were diagnosed lost their life. So that's a huge difference. That's, you have a 60 times greater chance of surviving if you, if you got the flu back in uh, the Spanish flu of 1918. And remember, this is before we were washing hands. This is before running water. So <clears throat> that was such a, a horrible epidemic back then because of our cleanliness standards and chiropractic care still showed to be the better option when it came to surviving the Spanish flu. Here's why. Because chiropractic care is vitalistic, and it focuses on the health of the host, not the strength of the, the virus or the pathogen. That the research, if you re, uh, a great person to look up, her name is Heidi Havoc. She's a chiropractic researcher out of, I believe, Sweden or the Netherlands. I can't remember exactly where she is. But she has done some profound research on the immune system. They're showing that there's a large increase, a 40% increase in white blood cell function post-chiropractic adjustments. That there is a boost in immunoglobulins like IgG and IgE post-adjustment. That um, our natural killer cell function increases post-adjustment. There was research done on patients that they had adjusted over the course of several years, and they were getting adjusted weekly. And these were elderly patients who had been adjusted weekly over the course of several years. And they showed that they had an increase in immune function two to 400% higher than the non-chiropractic patients that were studied. So, you know, if you're listening, you're at home, you're like, wait a minute, I've never heard this. I thought chiropractic was for neck pain and back pain. That's what insurance pays for. Insurance pays for treatment of neck pain and back pain and headaches with chiropractic care. It has to be a musculoskeletal disorder. But that's not what chiropractors actually do. Chiropractors correct subluxations in the spine that are interfering with the nervous system. And the nervous system is regulating all healing. So you have communication coming from your brain through your spinal cord and then out through your nerves. And that communication is what's causing your heart to beat, your lungs to breathe. For a cut to heal, that communication has to be 100%. 
But that communication in your nervous system is also regulating your immune response. It's regulating how you're healing. And so what we find is that when people have subluxations in their spine, which is a very common problem, that if you've ever felt like you've had something kind of catch in your spine, if you ever noticed your posture starting to change and deteriorate, if you've ever had injuries, you've been in a car accident or you played football, chances are you have subluxations in your spine that if they're not getting adjusted and, and you're not getting that moving better and removing the interference to the nervous system, then those subluxations, they're a degenerative problem. And day by day, they start creating more stress and more damage because they break down. <clears throat> we start seeing spinal decay. So a chiropractor's job is to correct subluxations continuously, slowing up that spinal decay and getting more movement into the spine for the sake of getting the pressure and tension off the nervous system. And their literature shows that we do a very good job of this. The literature shows that it only takes about the weight of a dime on a nerve to shut a nerve's function down by up to 50 or 60%. And as a chiropractor, when we adjust, we're actually getting that stress off the nerves and starting to get the action potential of the nerves firing more appropriately. And what happens is because of that, the immune system has a very positive you know, has a very positive effect because now there's communication that's able to function. An increase in that communication that those subluxations are shutting our, our nerve signals down by up to 50%. If we can restore some of that and get that back to more normal, the action potential of the nerves is firing better. Your immune cells are getting the communications they need. They're being signaled more appropriately that there's a larger attack that it literally increases our immune function. It doubles it when we're, from when we're subluxated. So we get that 50% um, function, you know, to decrease or to increase by decreasing the pressure on it, we see a large increase in our immune function. We see people's immune systems go two to 400% greater because of those adjustments. So one of the things that we recommend is during times of threat like this, getting adjusted more. So our message went out to our patients this week, double down on your adjustments. If you're an every other week patient, start getting adjusted weekly while this is going on and really make sure that you're you know, tip top when it comes to fighting it. We're not treating symptoms of the coronavirus. We're not, we're not you know, doing anything magical. We're just simply trying to put your body in a better state of health so you're more likely to resist infection if it happens and your body can fight off things better if that happens because you're designed to have an immune response. You're designed to kill viruses, that you're designed to um, have symptoms. Go back and listen to our podcast on Am I Sick or Am I Healthy, where we talk about what does healthy look like? So if you come in contact with the coronavirus, what do you want to happen? You want to have a fever. You want to cough. You want to um, you know, have a runny nose. You want to have these symptoms because that's how your body fights things off. A fever is a good thing. Giving someone Tylenol when they have the coronavirus is not necessarily wise because your body is raising the temperature to try to kill the virus. And then you're lowering the temperature, making your body a more friendly environment for that virus to actually stay. So you want to sweat it out. You want to have a fever. You want to have the cough. The cough is your body trying to clear its airways to get stuff out of its system. Your body only has so many ways of, of defeating this. There's some research that just came out, and this was um, National Institutes of Health. This is on PubMed, so published medical research. This is the government's database for um, for research. There was research that came out that said if you had re received the flu shot this year, 
that you are have a five times higher likelihood of contracting the coronavirus. So I say that not to scare you if you've had a flu shot, but to have you question that flu shot in the future, that you, you were doing that to protect yourself, but the research is saying that it actually makes you more susceptible to other infections, especially respiratory infections like the coronavirus. So next year when the flu shot comes around, do some reading, do some research, and do, uh, do some uh, reading on whether that's something that you should actually be doing for yourself. For me and my family, we opt not to do it. We don't believe that health comes in an injection, that health comes in our lifestyle and what we do, how we take care of ourselves, our chiropractic adjustments, eating well, exercising daily, getting great sleep, not overindulging on, on sugar, in fact, trying to minimize sugar, not eating lots of packaged foods. Um, also, we you know have a rule in our family, we just don't eat from drive-thrus. We don't eat any fast food because it's not food. And we want to be doing things that are actually creating a healthy environment internally so that we can resist a threat like this. Unfortunately, I walked through Kroger the other day and I was looking and you know what was sold out was all the frozen pizzas and Pop-Tarts and cereal and bread and lots of junk food. For my family, if you looked at our cart, we loaded up on eggs. We loaded up on, if we did buy anything canned, it was things like beans and you know, lentils, and we bought um, we bought more meat. We actually, you know, are going to freeze some meat. We bought lots of eggs that we could refrigerate, and those eggs are going to, you know, stay, um, you know, stay good for probably a couple weeks. We bought lots of fruits and vegetables. But actually, what one of the things we did was we stopped by my office and we picked up two things on top of our supplements we take. Is we picked up some whey protein. And we picked up a greens, a dehydrated greens supplement, a powder. Because if we do get into a scenario where food is a little scarce, you know, which I don't think we're, we're in jeopardy of that, but I think that's the fear, is if we got into a situation where food was a little scarce, one of the things I could do is take a scoop of greens and a scoop of protein, mix it with some water, and literally calorically have an entire meal. The greens have over six, seven servings of fruits and vegetables in them, four different grasses, berries, et cetera. So lots of nutrition. And it's just a very simple fix. Um, one, one whey protein container and one greens container, 30 servings. So literally 30 meals in, in one container. Again, I wouldn't recommend eating just protein in a green supplement, but you could. And you could survive off of that very well. And your health would probably be a lot better than eating Pop-Tarts and bread and and frozen pizzas and, you know, people are stocking up. I saw people stocking up on Coca-Cola and people stocking up on alcohol. And, you know, it, it was a very interesting thing to walk through the grocery store and to look what shelves were uh, empty. Um, the toilet paper one was kind of interesting. It's a respiratory virus. So uh, Kleenex should be gone, not toilet paper. But I guess people's concern is if they're quarantined that they would have toilet paper. Um, you know, I think the obvious in, in, in everyone's kind of that I'm talking to, everyone's like, what's with the toilet paper? Uh, if you have running water, then you should be fine. You don't even really need toilet paper. You can use the restroom and get in the shower immediately. And it probably would be better off than just exclusively using toilet paper that, uh, you guys can calm down as long as you have running water that we don't need to be fearful of toilet paper. The only places that really should be needing toilet paper are public places, and what's interesting is we've noticed this trend where people are actually taking toilet paper out of public restrooms to take home when really it's the public place. Like you don't want to get caught out in public having to use the bathroom and not have toilet paper. 
but at home you have a shower and you're not in jeopardy of this. So I'm just trying to to bring some some um, peace and some sense of you know logic back to this scenario. Here's what's going to happen. We don't have restaurants open right now except for for carryout. Please do me a favor and support some of your local restaurants. The chains have the profitability to survive. You know your your Fridays and your Chili's, and they're going to take a hit. And and economically, you know their stocks are going to probably take a hit, but they're going to be able to survive this. They they have money in the coffers. It's your small businesses that are going to struggle. So one of our favorites is um, the Wildflower Cafe up in Mason. That when uh, they decide what they're going to do as far as take out or carry out if this goes on, that's the first place one of them that we'll be supporting. Another one is we're um, big fans of North Star Cafe, and they were very gracious. The other day, my wife stopped in there and um, picked up a salad, and, and we picked up a couple um, of a, a drink called the Shooting Star, which is ginger, um, uh, orange juice, and carrot juice. Something great to be drinking at a time like this where we're worried about maybe a threat. Um, we went in there and picked up a couple of those, and they were just really great, grateful and saying, hey, thanks, for you guys, for still coming in, because those businesses are definitely going to be taking a hit. Um, small, small boutique-type businesses, you know, if you're buying um, buying anything to drink or anything to eat, try to look for uh, your local markets. You know, I'm not anti Kroger, but Kroger is going to survive this. Who might not survive it is your local meat market or your local bakery or whatever that is. And um, calling ahead, making sure they're open and, and trying to buy as local as you possibly can right now. Um, the small businesses are going to need it. Uh, as a chiropractic office, we've had a busy week. We're going to stay open as long as we possibly can. And if, you know, if you're concerned, if you want to have that Im- immune boosting function that, that's been associated with chiropractic adjustments you know, in the research literature, then give us a call. You can um, schedule an appointment by going to drryanlive.com, and there's a schedule an appointment uh, option there under menu. You can also call us at 513-755, sorry, 777-7575, so 513-777-7575. We're still seeing new patients. We're still um, busy in the office. We saw well over 450 to 500 patients last week. We're going to have a busy week this week. Um, We're wiping down equipment in the office. We're keeping everything clean. We're using, you know, sanitation wipes and, and cleaning tables. We're um, trying to limit how many people are in the office at any one given time. Anybody who's symptomatic, we're asking that they not come in during regular hours, and we're scheduling them at special times where there's nobody else in the office, and then we're disinfecting. Um, but this is a great time to be getting adjusted. Uh, my patients are doubling down. So if they're weekly adjustments, they're getting adjusted twice a week. If they're every other week, they're getting adjusted weekly. If they're monthly, they're getting adjusted every two weeks minimum. Um, they're doubling down on their vitamin C and D and adding in some curcumin, and we haven't had any any concerns. We did have a lady come in uh, last week, and she said, um, you know, I was, I was calling to cancel my appointment. It wasn't coronavirus, but she was dealing with influenza. And she said, I was going to call and cancel my appointment. Your staff said, no, no, no. When you're sick and, and not feeling well, that's the best time to get adjusted because you want you want your body fighting that well. So um, when you're not feeling well, you don't cancel an appointment. In fact, we schedule extra visits. And so she came in and she got adjusted that that evening after everybody left. She was our last patient. She got adjusted, and she said, "Normally, if I get the flu, she works in nursing. She said, normally if I get the flu, I'm down for five, six, seven days." Um, and she's like, "This happens almost annually." And she said, "This year, I called to cancel my appointment." Your staff urged me to come in and get adjusted. I got adjusted. And she said, I woke up the next morning feeling fine. She said, I've never recovered from you know, influenza that fast ever. 
And so it was just such a neat testament to somebody in the medical profession who, who, you know, their thought is you stay home, you don't, you don't go anywhere, you don't do anything. And for our patients, we tell them like, look, you know, even if you're sick, even if you're expressing symptoms, you're throwing up, whatever, get in, let's get you adjusted because you're going to fight that better if your nervous system is fine-tuned, if the communication is healthy, and if your body is able to um, have a better immune response. Sometimes it actually means that you have more, um, more, uh, you know, or larger symptoms faster. So people will have maybe spike a, a higher fever quicker when they get adjusted because their body is actually able to then have a faster, more appropriate, stronger immune response. Um, so it doesn't mean that you're asymptomatic. It means that you have a stronger, healthier immune response. So I just wanted to jump on today and in and, and, and this show, just encourage you guys to Make some great decisions. Use this as an opportunity to, you know, there's no sporting events on. There's, um, you know, great opportunities to spend some time with your families. Um, do some things that are, you know, things that you've been wanting to do anyway. Read that book you've been wanting to read. Take some personal time. Get outside. Go out in the park with your kids. Get some fresh air. Get some sunlight. Uh, one of the things I would urge you not to do, one of the you know, things we're limiting in our house is don't just have the kids in front of screen time not getting any sunlight or fresh air. If you're going to beat this virus, fresh air, sunlight, good sleep, healthy food, vitamins C, D, curcumin, and glutathione, get adjusted. In fact, get extra chiropractic adjustments and shut off the news. It's going to all be over eventually. So. You guys have a great week. Um, whatever whatever news comes at us this week, if they're asking us to stay quarantined, if they're asking us to, to not go into work, um, don't let it get to you. We're going to make it through this. You're going to be okay. Follow the steps I gave you. And if you're looking for help, give us a call, 513-777-7575. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.